This massive, huge, giant, enormous comeback week one NFL episode of Not That Great can be found where you find all of your fine podcasts on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Listen, subscribe, recommend to your friends, leave us a review, all that stuff. We are back. And it's, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to say, oh, we're back for a run of nine episodes in a row, because that's just not the case, usually. But we're trying to get it together for you for NFL season. We skipped an NFL or NFC preview. Me and Logan talked about that. Logan Nieder on the podcast today. Talked about that for a little bit. And then we talked at length. This is the longest episode we've ever done. Um, And it's probably, it makes sense, because we were gone for so long. A lot to dig into yesterday on Sunday. This is a Monday morning. We're talking news broke of the option year for Antonio Brown um, while we were talking. So we talked about that for a hot second. And then we covered a lot, covered almost every game except for a couple games that who gives a shit. Um, if you ask me, uh, who gives a shit? Uh, so it's all here. Everything from yesterday, everything you want to know, everything you would think that we would talk about. It's all here. Uh, congratulations to... Rafa Nadal, and congratulations to uh, Bianca Andreescu, which was, they were unfortunately footnotes on a pretty packed sports weekend um, with college football, both U.S. Open finals, fifth set for the men, Serena's comeback. I'm not sure she has another one in her, but, you know, she'll probably still be up there uh, going forward. So, um, but when you get into September, October, it's all about football. So, watched a few games yesterday. Patriots dominated last night in a way that, you know, even the Patriot, though the Patriots are great, you know, some people surprised by Pittsburgh performance. We covered it all, me and Logan Nieder, for two hours, and you're about to get that right now with Moose in the house on this NFL armchair quarterback, not that great Monday. Let's go. Make it a double, I can take it another, get so hard to chase it, live up to. Yeah, it slides away when you're running Like my Uncle David Who never lived to escape The trouble you were about to cave in Give up to talking in your basement We decided Remember that time then In the middle of the night Logan Eater in the house We're going to go over week one And I guess, I don't know if we were waiting really for This like imperative amount of sport to actually get our shit together and do an episode. But there's a lot of shit this weekend that we don't necessarily have to cover uh, together, Logan, because I doubt you give a shit about either uh, U.S. Open final or most most baseball that occurred this weekend. Um, but this morning, Dave Dombrowski was fired. So that was that's interesting, I guess. But there's not much more to say about it than that, other than it was probably a little too soon. What do you think about that? I, I think it was absolutely a little bit too soon, but at the same time, somebody had to go. Yeah, that's true. And and it was not going to be Alex Cora, so. Yeah, fair enough. Sorry, Dabrowski. Yep. Well, he, a good, was it five-year, four-year tenure? Got yeah, us the World I mean, Series. He, yeah. he, he had a lot of positive things that he did for the organization. and Yeah. And then he kind of flopped this year when the trade deadline came around, so. Yeah, man, that's – and there's always – no matter what team you – no matter who you get, you know, generally there's still – there's always some lingering disappointment, whether you're a total buyer 
uh, there's like, oh, we didn't get enough. Or if you're a total seller, there's obvious disappointment because you're like, oh, well, this I don't have to watch baseball for the rest of the year after the trade deadline. Yep. So, so, um, but I don't think that I, I think another year would have been fine. I, I, I mean, but it's also this thing of like, you're you're in this organization where like nothing but the best is accepted, and like if you do, like it's it's literally it's one year. If you're if you're shitty for a year, then uh, you might you're lose fun. your job. Yeah. <laughs> so. Absolutely. And that's that's kind of what happened with him. So, yep. So, farewell to Dave. Sorry, Anyways, <laughs> let's talk it, about some football, can't cut dude. It Boston, but maybe you should just go to Kansas City or something. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they uh, they they've since their World Series when they've been circling the drain. So, yeah. <laughs> um, let's go into some football. Let's talk about, and it's fine that we're starting here. We're going to do Eagles Patriots last. Um, both played. Eagles played fairly well. Patriots played almost perfect perfectly um let's talk about titans browns now okay i got i got feelings about this first of all actually actually first first we didn't even do an nfc preview so let's just go ahead and um then make a pick for who we think is going to come out represent the nfc in the super bowl i think it's gonna be the rams again what do you say I I would not be surprised if it was the Rams. I'm hoping though that there's a little bit of a surprise here and that the Vikings actually represent the NFC. Because Vikings. I know they're they're in a really they're in a really tough division, but I, I think that they have the pieces that they need to make a Super Bowl appearance. I don't care who goes to the Super Bowl, they're probably gonna lose to the AFC representative anyway. No, it's going to be so. the Patriots. So. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> it'll um, be the Patriots or the Chiefs, and the, the nobody in the NFC is going to be able to beat them. So they, the way they handled Atlanta, and Atlanta is not a slouch offense. Um, so except maybe a little bit of running back, but again, that's a product of um, phenomenal defense played yesterday by uh, the Vikes. But um, if it was if it was not the Rams, which I still think that they're too powerful, even though Goff took a little time to you know pick his shit up and almost lost to a really inferior, lucky to be there Cardinals team. Yeah. Um, uh, or not Cardinals, sorry, uh, Panthers. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, if it's if it's not the Rams, I would I would I would bet that it would be the Vikes uh, if Cousins can finally you know. I mean, you might like even now. you might not even need Cousins to be all that because yeah you've got a good offensive line and dalvin cook just ran all over the falcons defense yeah the falcons have never i mean since you know the middle of a third quarter in a super bowl a couple years ago the falcons uh defense hasn't been phenomenal no. so uh, <laughs> so that's not a, not a surprising result uh in any yeah. Way form. yeah all right so we're gonna start in cleveland or yeah. wherever that game was played. Where was that game played? It, no. it, it was in Cleveland. Okay, so now everyone says today that the Browns – okay, the Browns shit the bed. There's no, there's no getting around that. But is it fair to say that – to heap this, like, anti-praise, like, oh, see, told you so, Browns, blah, 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 blah. The, all the Browns did was be the Browns, right? The Browns weren't the ones – Puffing up the Browns. Well, every team puffs themselves up because what else are they going to do? We're going to lose this year. Like they're obviously not going to say that. But I don't think that they were like particularly cocky about not that I saw about 
them this year after a seven and nine year. I I just I think that everyone was like, wow, they made some moves. They made a lot of moves, and they're going to be real. Surprise, Brian's going to be a surprise. So now everyone this morning and last night is kind of like, uh, now not dis. They're now in disbelief of their own bullshit, which I think is uh, unfortunate <laughs> at best. <laughs> As and speaking of unfortunate, the Browns played extremely poor baseball or baseball football. Um, they committed almost 200 yards of penalties. They they kicked a guy on the Titans in the head. Yeah, they um, they were was... not they were not a disciplined team. No, and executing on offense seemed to be a big struggle, especially because it seemed like. Baker Mayfield just didn't have time to throw the ball. He didn't have time to allow his receivers to run their routes. And that obviously proved problematic. Oh, he got sacked five times. I mean, like he got sacked five times and threw three interceptions. No protection up front. Um, And the Titans aren't, Titans aren't particularly great either, you know, but it's just like, as far as defense goes, I I think that they're a middle of the road defense at best. Yeah. So, but, yeah. but their head coach is Mike Vrabel, so they're obviously – I mean, they, they have the ability and the knowledge – maybe not the ability. They have the knowledge of how to be a good pass-rushing defense, but I guess it's whether or not – it's all dependent on the, on the offensive line for the other side of the ball. So yeah. I think that, I think that the, the weakness has been exposed already for yeah. Cleveland. And although they have all these offensive weapons, you can't use them if your quarterback doesn't have time. Yeah, yeah, so, especially think, Baker. And like, and that that was uh, five wide front getting to him at all times. So it's not like his escapability was particularly useful. He, you know, turns around and there's another Titan there. You know what I mean? So, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but I also, well, on the opposite side of that coin, I also don't particularly believe in, like you said, the Titans' offense either. And uh, you know. They kind of lucked their way into the playoffs a couple years ago, and then the Patriots showed them the door, which is, you know, what is probably going to be the fate for any AFC team they face in the playoffs this year anyways. But um, I think that the the Henry explosion and the the uh, that rookie uh, Brown, A.J. Brown, um, I think those are uh, flashes in the pan, unless uh, unless we're at week four and the Titans are 3-1 and one and their offense is playing crazy. I mean, um, obviously, that's a great caveat to be like, uh, th- this is what I think, unless I'm wrong. But anyway, um, <laughs> so so I mean, Derek, Derek Henry is is a steady at least running back like he, yeah. he's not he's not a Dion Lewis where you're going to get, you know, you have a big play upside and then yeah. get nothing for three weeks. Yeah. What's up? His stock fell crazy since he left the Pats. So, I mean, he's he's a steady running back. He's a reliable running back. He has some pretty good ball security. A.J. Brown, I mean, he only had three receptions. Yeah. He ended up with 100 yards, but he only had three receptions. So yeah. that tells you that, you know, the, the, the targets are obviously not quite there yet. Especially right. when you have a guy like Delaney Walker, who's probably open 80% of the time anyway. Yeah, that's, that's baffling to me. Well, that's, it's not because the... The Browns didn't play well in any phase. So. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I think that I think that the Titans will obviously come back down to earth next week. Um, they're not going to score forty three points again uh, next week. Is is my prediction? And the Browns. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. But I, yeah. I 
I, I think that they, if they have a decent offensive line, like if they get better protection for Baker Mayfield, that's when we're going to start to see their offense really click. And I, I just don't know if, especially in their division, are the Browns going to be able to protect Baker Mayfield against teams like Baltimore and Pittsburgh? And, yeah. I mean, Cincinnati, you probably get a win or two against them, but according to <laughs> according to yesterday, yeah, in the Bengals are not a pushover team. So no, they're not. No, they're not. It's still the NFL. Each team in here is is obviously a, a professional. They're they're consisted of professional players. So we'll we'll see where it goes. But I uh, kind of. Kind of tapering expectations for the Browns. Did the Browns, in this like off-season player grab, did they grab anyone for O-line, or did they just get offense? No, they no. So they, they they snagged up pieces for their offense. They snagged yeah. up they they snagged up the the big names and um, and who's their uh, their guy at tight end uh, and Joku and Joku. Thank you. Uh, I mean that's that's really it. Yeah, <laughs> and they oh, they nice. dealt. They dealt some uh, some defensive pieces to make that happen, and I mean, we kind of, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> when Oof. you know, you know, you know, you're in trouble a little bit when the Tennessee Titans score three touchdowns on you in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So we'll, I mean, obviously keep an eye on that because they're still, in theory, an explosive offensive team, but you know, it hasn't occurred yet, obviously. So yeah, it's it's still early. It's week one. They got a gel. Bless them. Shake, uh, shake the rust off. So let's go then to the other <laughs> even more egregious blowout. Um, the Ravens just Lamar Jackson tearing apart, tearing apart the Dolphins, potentially to the point where players will leave that team. Um, and this is the blowout aside. Is this a it's a it seems like a really and like we don't get the insight you know, in preseason the way we do with like a hard knocks or the way you do with your home team. Right. So, but to me, it seems like a pretty stout player mandate against Brian Flores. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I mean, here's the thing. They quit playing for him. Yeah. Here's the thing. They quit playing for him because they're pissed that, one of their best offensive linemen was just dealt. Mm-hmm. And they're pissed because they feel like, you know, they, 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 I mean, not for nothing. You're on the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Like, you're, you're probably not going to the playoffs, regardless of how good you are. Yeah. And it's just, it, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like, Every every player, I mean, you, you you said it earlier. Every player thinks that their team is going to win. Nobody's coming out, or maybe maybe not even thinks that they're going to win. But they have the they have to have the confidence and the mindset that they yeah, are they, going into they have the to game. know it. Like they whether they're wrong or not, they have to know it, right? Right. Yeah. So they're they're going into the game. We're going to win this game. I feel like the Dolphins go into are going to be going into each game this year. And wondering if they're going to win, not thinking they're going to win. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't blame them. I don't think that there's any, there's, there's no, there's no saving grace 
on the Miami Dolphins this year. Hmm. You're in a you're in a division with the New England Patriots, and not for nothing, the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets are yeah. making, are making you look like a college team. Yeah, we'll get to the Jets, but yeah, no, I agree with that. They're not uh, they they don't look to be super pushovery. So, so a little a little leaning more towards pushovery than great, obviously, but right, not right. not in the toilet that we put them in when we did our AFC preview. Right, so, right. Uh, so, but yeah, so, um, but I think we knew also in that preview that the Dolphins were going to be this, right? Like we do, I mean, I'm pretty sure we both went Patriots-Jets. Yes, if if there was going to be anybody, it was going to be Patriots-Jets. Right, now, exactly, yeah. But that, but that being said, that was also before the Dolphins started dealing away pieces again. Yeah. Before the season started. So, so we're now, even, they're, we're right. now they're even in a we're, worse spot. So now yeah. it's like, Okay, so Buffalo is no longer the worst in the division. The Dolphins yeah. are. Yeah. Um, the Dolphins haven't been good in years. So, like, the thing that's like, oh, they're tanking, there's this, like, little bit of, you know, talk other they might be tanking, but it's like, you you can't tank. You're just bad. Just be bad. Right. So, right? so like, I mean, and I, that's, that's kind of what I was saying is, is I, I feel like the players on Miami are – Already at, after week one, they're already in the mindset of, well, obviously our organization leaders don't believe that we can win. Yeah. So that's why they're dealing pieces so that they can rebuild yeah, and get draft important. picks because they don't think that we can win. So why should we think that we can win? I don't know why teams that are like, like obviously tanking, I don't know why they don't just like take the and it took the the Sixers a couple years to do this but like just embrace it dude like we're like they, it's like they think sports fans are stupid yeah you know I mean like we know what you're doing bro just fucking say you're doing it <laughs> just say you you're thinking trust the process dude like the the best player on the Sixers now is nicknamed after their tanking campaign <laughs> so just trust just trust the process man just fucking right. it'll work eventually right um but you know but also it's tough too cuz after just being bad on, not on purpose for years. <laughs> it's like, oh man, now we're now we got to be bad on purpose, and we're really crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of how that's kind of how it has to go. Yeah, um, and now that makes it look really unfair to talk about this Ravens offense that no one was like, oh man, the Ravens offense is going to be great this year. Um, well, nobody, nobody thought, like, nobody, nobody thought that. Nobody well, this is – it's it's skewed, man, like, the because the, the Dolphins just played so shittily. You right. know what I mean? So, I mean, taper – Coastal Carolina could have put up 59 on the Dolphins yesterday. You know right. what I mean? The Citadel could have put up 60 right. on the Dolphins. So, like, you know, Ravens just balled out. So, anyway. Exactly. So, and right. it's 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 not like – it's not this, this offensive powerhouse on the Ravens going, going into – Dolphin Stadium. Yeah. Like it no, that stop. Yeah. They put up 59 points, 42 of which were in the first half. Yeah. Like they it, it, yeah, they balled out, but it was against the Dolphins. Yeah. Like you have to wait. They're 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 not they're not going to continue that. They can't, especially in their in in the division that they're in. They got the Cardinals next at home. So, I mean, Cardinals D 
defense didn't play amazing yesterday. So um, we'll see what happens there. But they're not—they're certainly not as bad as the Dolphins, and the Dolphins are nope. even nope. as bad as the um, Browns were. The Dolphins are very, very clearly the worst team in football right now. Yep. Yeah. I mean, also, uh, okay. also, it's still Week One, but yeah, that's true. That's true. They are. Uh, let's go to. We already kind of talked about the Vikings, um, and they played extremely well yesterday. Shut out football for three quarters against the Falcons, who are my consistent yearly pick to regress and regress. Matt Ryan is not Tom Brady. He is getting older. The weapons around him are kind of staying a little bit on the younger side. He doesn't have a connection with them, which is extremely frustrating. Um, especially if you're a Falcons fan and you were, you know, winning the Super Bowl, as we referenced earlier um, a couple years ago, couldn't get Matt his ring. Um, and I don't think the Falcons are going to be actively poor this year, but I just like, I, I just think that Matt Ryan's offensive numbers are prolific, but like generally their defense is just so meh. I, I don't, I don't know what to think of this team. Does, does that make sense? It doesn't make sense, but I just don't, I just don't know what to think of them. I just like. Well, there's so, so much there that like you would think, man, if we're going to we're going to face these guys are just a offensive juggernaut and they could only muster up 12 points. Yeah. Also, I mean, history has shown that especially on on the Falcons that they are just bad on the road. They mm. they can they cannot win on the road to save their lives. Mm. Now, even that being said, they are also in one of the more competitive divisions. Yeah. And so when you when you stack those two things together, if you can't win on the road, you're not going into the playoffs, first yeah. of all. Yeah. Second of all, you're in one of the more competitive divisions in football. You you have the New Orleans Saints, who just continue to get better. Mm-hmm. You have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have gotten better and I mean, they they have a young quarterback and a and a decent offensive system with a meh defense. Yeah. Um, but we'll uh, we'll see we'll see where they end up. Um, and then you have the Panthers. Yeah. That we're play, I mean, who are playing competitive football with the class of the NFC. Exactly. For one week. So so when you stack all those things together, I mean. Is it really that surprising that that we see the Atlanta Falcons? And yeah, two years ago they were they were in the Super Bowl, but I feel like their defense played just well enough so that their offense could. I mean, it was it was almost like uh, like classic Patriots football. Mm. You have a you have a bottom of the barrel defense, but they do just enough to keep you out of the end zone that their offense out outscores you. Yeah, you're and getting I, field goals I, and I, touchdowns. Just, yeah, I don't think that that is a viable way to run an organization and i it it can't it can't sustain like that yeah so Uh, i'm i'm not i'm not surprised that that atlanta is is sort of headed in the same direction that they were going last year they'll they'll finish around 500 they won't make the playoffs yeah i'm kind of with that too um let's go back to uh thursday night which we skipped like idiots um there's this the day after, there's this like thing about how incredible the uh, Packers played defense, and the Bears. The Bears defense looked incredible the whole game, right? They they disrupted Rodgers. 
they pretty much overwhelmed his his front line. But the Bears' offense just was inept. So I don't get this, like, oh, man, the Packers' defense, they came out and what they did. And I think that either Collinsworth or Michaels last night said that what they did was spectacular and ignored what the Bears – the Bears played better defense, except for one play. Yeah. You agree with that? Absolutely. It, it um, was an extremely terrible game. It was it, a terrible it, game. It was a terrible, it was a terrible, terrible, I didn't actually get to watch the game, but I went back oh. and looked, I went back and looked at the highlights. Oh, it, I watched every snap. It was a terrible game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I heard and read that it was one of the worst season opening games ever. It certainly was. Yes. And uh, I just, yeah, from, from what I could see, uh, like the, I watched the quote unquote highlights and yeah. it was really one series on mm-hmm. Green Bay, <laughs> yeah. like, and exactly. not even that. It was half of a series. Yeah, it was two <laughs> that was, plays. That was highlight worthy. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the Bears, uh, they're they're not done. Like their their offense is still very young. Still need to sort of mesh together. Mitchell yeah. Trubisky was a little banged up last year. He's in his sophomore year this year. We'll see. We'll see how he how he goes. Uh, one of the, I think one of the highlights that I was looking forward to was seeing Allen Robinson on Chicago, get back into the game well. because he got hurt last year. Yeah, yeah. He played well. And I think that, I think the bears offense just needs a little bit more time. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll start clicking. And obviously their defense is already there. As far as green Bay goes, I mean, whenever you have Aaron Rodgers at the helm, you have a chance of winning. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that they ended up winning the game. I am just surprised that the Green Bay defense was able to look as good as they did, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I mean, I. I mean, they I had think- five sacks. Like, it, like it wasn't like, but they weren't. I don't. I just wasn't. I didn't leave that game being like really impressed with their defense the way that I was oppressed with like the actual strength and will of Chicago's defense. Does that make yeah. sense? So, Chicago like Chicago never caved. They never, dude, no, they and, never like, and they just, they're just flying around the ball all the time. Yeah. And it looked like green Bay was getting sacks that were time-based. So like he just couldn't make decisions properly. And so he was spending so much time in the pocket. Like green Bay's going to get there eventually type of thing. But like the right. sacks, five sacks also for Chicago, but they were just like imposing. Right. They, also they, just disrupted, they were just yes, disrupting play and just getting right up into Rogers' face. Right. Yeah. He's not. He's not necessarily used to that. No, he's like, not. He's, he's, no, he's usually yeah. very evasive, and if if he gets flushed out of the pocket, that's that's sometimes where he's the most dangerous. Yeah. But but he, not against he had this no time. time. He had no. no time to get out of the pocket. No. Mainly because Khalil Mack is a monster. Yes. <laughs> so. And then Khalil Mack didn't even have a sack. No, but he has, but he has enough presence there. Like he draws enough yeah, attention that pay it opens up the him. door for everyone else. Yeah, you got to pay attention to him. So, anyway, there's almost nothing else to talk about for that game. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice quick one yeah, off. Yeah, really bad. It was a bad. Uh, it was a bad opener. Yeah, and I was all psyched, man. Like I, like you know, I'm not like I usually I mean, get home a little was. late, so I'm trying to go to bed and shit. So like I was like, I got a football game tonight, so I, you know, got home, was like ready to watch it, and then, like at halftime, I was like, the fuck is this? 
<laughs> so it's <laughs> like this is brutal. Um, Jets Bills. Jets pull the classic Jets, uh, also known as the classic Browns. <laughs> they were leading sixteen to to three, going to the fourth, and they lost seventeen sixteen. And like these, both these teams are pretty young, so like you know, I don't think it was super. It was it was a it was close. In, it wasn't a great game to watch, first of all, but it was like it was close in the fact that it, it was the fourth quarter was the only you know worthwhile whatever because the whole yeah, game I, was just like the yeah, Jets were like, like wow the Jets might actually pull this out and then but the thing they the biggest mistake they made is they forgot really to use Le'Veon Bell like they still want to just spread it around so much like dude he's been off for a year run him into the ground right that's why you got him. <laughs> He's he's 100% healthy. He's 140%. Use him. Yeah. <laughs> um, that that I made think, me upset. Yeah, I... I 23 touches, but, like, he only had 17 carries. Like, dude, like, he should have 30 fucking carries. Right. Like, he's... He is your cash cow. That's why yeah. you brought him in. Mm. Because he has the utility to be able to be a cash cow. Yeah. Like, just... To, to literally design all of your offensive plays. It's got to so he's so that he's the first option. You don't yeah. have to use him, but he should be the first one that you're looking at because he's yeah. going to be the one that makes the plays until teams start double teaming him. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. at running back, why would you? Mm. I just I I don't know. I think that the Jets are they're. They're never, they're never, they're never good at play calling. They haven't been yeah. good at play calling for the last twenty years. Yeah. Except for that one yeah. time that they like beat the Patriots in the fucking playoffs, but yeah. Anybody could get beat. Anyways, um, I think the takeaways, the takeaways for me from this are that um, you can't sleep on the Browns, or excuse mm-hmm. me, the Bills. Mm. You can't sleep on the Bills, and mm. the Jets are maybe living up to expectations, but not definitely, above. Definitely not exceeding. Yeah. Um, I think that if they start using Le'Veon Bell more, then they'll be a little bit, uh, yeah, more of a force to be reckoned with. But if so Le'Veon angry. Bell doesn't have at least. 35 touches a game. Yeah, you gotta. I mean, they're probably not gonna win. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he can catch the ball too. He had six receptions, but like, that's 23 touches for the game. It's, I mean, he's, he's, that's what I mean. He is, he is the offense. Right. You that have is no it. one else. <laughs> Pound, yeah, seriously. Um, all right. So let's go to Rams Panthers. Rams, Goff played like shit for like two quarters of football, first half of football. Got it back together a little bit in the second half. Cam played like absolute garbage for every yeah. quarter except for one. And um, and not and only not that, that quarter, yeah. Not only that, I mean, yeah, he's 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 absolutely like a little bit banged up already. Yeah, which is never a good sign. But he's always banged up. He's always banged up. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the LA Rams are a run first team. Hmm. You're going to be that way when you have Todd Gurley as your running mm. back. Yeah. He's a workhorse, and you can 
use him in that fashion. Yeah. That that being said, as good as Todd Gurley is, holy shit, Christian McCaffrey is an animal. Yeah, he really is. He, he had really 29 is. touches. Yeah. For over 200 yards total with two touchdowns. That's unreal. And when Cam Newton is playing as awful as he is for them to yeah. be as close as they were to winning that game. Yeah. Yes. That's all on McCaffrey's shoulders. Yep. It was. If Cam can get his shit together. Yeah. And be the quarterback that he. He's used former to be. MVP. I mean. Exactly. Yeah. If he can get here's back. Your, here's your Jets blueprint, by the way, right here. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like Exactly. <laughs> dude, he all, not, only, not only did he have all that, but he also had one murder, uh, <laughs> basically. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then and then had his blood on his jersey for the rest of the game, which was <laughs> kind of <laughs> weird. He's just like sitting on the sideline, just scored a touchdown, and it's just like blood all over. Might have been Weddles, might not have been, but still. I just like <laughs> Eric Weddle, who I can't believe, by the way, still fucking as good as he is, but. Well, not for now. Um, but when he took his helmet off, I was like, holy shit. So he yeah. is concussed and his head exploded. Like, <laughs> um, But yeah, but McCaffrey, you know, that's he playing with reckless abandon. He tried to fucking hurdle him, you know? Yeah. Put a knee on the button. Um, yeah, dude, that like the Cam thing is like he's he's like a he's like a slightly smaller Big Ben to me in that you're except for that. You're not surprised that Cam can move. But, like, right. He's always just like just slightly hurt and it's just like man if cam's little nagging blah blah blah, but they keep trotting him out there you know what i mean yeah into the even to the tune of you know 25 for 38 239 and no you know one pick so and a really low qbr uh by the way golf about the same numbers um, yeah. except he had a touchdown so um it, i'm not gonna say that the panthers need to move on from him but i think that i think that they need another pressure valve or like escape valve for him it can't just like because in theory if you had him at his 100 percent, like you said and McCaffrey doing what McCaffrey does then you're like all right we're, we're good here we're pretty much but like Olsen's getting older Moore's pretty good but I think you need another better offensive piece in there whether you need it's you, you need a you need, at receiver you need a better or, deep threat you need to yeah, have something you know. that you can spread the field with and yes. that opens he's got that the field. arm yeah exactly not only yeah. that, but that'll open up the play action. Yeah, yes. Especially with McCaffrey in the, in yeah, the backfield. Dude. Oh, 100%. If, if they, Cam Newton can get better, because then that opens up so many doors if you have the play action available that, you know, defenses are going to be just brutally fooled by. Yeah. And By the way, your, your, leading receiver can... on, uh, your leading receiver on the Panthers yesterday was Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's probably how it's going to be for the majority yeah. of the year. I'm sure there's going to be some games that, you know, McCaffrey is basically just the rusher, but he's so young and in such good shape that mm. I, I've, I feel like even when he's hurt, he's not hurt. Yeah, I, I don't, he hasn't. He hasn't. He was used. Excuse me. I think it, 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 I don't remember exactly what the percentage was. I'm pretty sure it was upwards of 93%. Christian yeah. McCaffrey was on the field last year for the Carolina Panthers, 93%, 93% of their total snaps, snaps. Offensive snaps. Wow. That That's wild, is man. unheard of. Yeah. And he was never injured. Yeah. 
Dude's a workhorse, man. So not only that, so to further prove my point, um only eleven balls were thrown to receivers yesterday by um Cam. But ten of yeah, and ten of them went to McCaffrey. McCaffrey had ten catches. So <laughs> well no, well I mean I mean to wideouts. So like Olsen McCaffrey, right? Tight end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Combined more catches than your wideout core. So like right. you need another you're right. It's probably a deep threat, like a Brandon Cooks type. Yeah, you need you, you know need I mean? somebody that can stretch the field because if you have no if you don't have that ability, then teams are just gonna stack the box and mm. then you're gonna you're gonna get squeaked out just like they did yesterday. Yeah. Let's see who the Panthers play next week. Bucks. Ugh. Oh, and on Thursday too. Oh, I don't want to watch that game. <laughs> Lord. Oh, the Thursday night massacre. It's gonna be like three to nothing. <laughs> oh, brutal. All right. Um, what's the next game? It's Kansas City and Jacksonville. Oy, oy, Nick Foles, buddy. Poor Nick Foles. Oh, Jacksonville. Oh, good God. You know, yeah, you talk, talk, about, talk about the story of, of Jacksonville. They just cannot. Yeah. They cannot have a good quarterback. They it's can't. Just, it's not in the stars. Something always happens. Yeah. 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 There's not, there's not much to say about this. I mean, it's Nick Foles's neck explodes in the first quarter. Um, and then Patrick Mahomes just being Patrick Mahomes and the, 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 the yearly, uh, resurgence of Sammy Watkins, um, for one week and then he goes back into oblivion. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Jason though. Hill though. So I don't know. So like if Tyreek Hill is out, right. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, Tyree I don't have, I don't have much be, more to say about this. Tyreek Hill is going to be something to monitor. How about also though, LaShawn McCoy? So, yeah, no, he, not bad. He not bad at all, especially yeah. for how old he is and not being used to having an offensive line that he can run with. <laughs> um, ten carries for eighty-one yards. Yeah, I'd yeah, not bad. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> eight point one yards to carry for anybody. <laughs> right. So. I mean, I, I think that he's gonna he's probably gonna start flourishing a little bit here. And I mean, depending depending on I mean, well, it's just it that's that's one of the takeaways. I'm I, I have a little more faith in Kansas City's running game now, knowing that they picked up LaShawn McCoy. He's obviously doing well right now. We'll mm. we'll see where where they go with that, but yeah, I think the the biggest takeaways here are Pat Mahomes does what he does, but McCoy obviously isn't done, and we'll see what happens with Tyreek Hill because Sammy Watkins is going to be somebody to watch if if Tyreek Hill can't go. Also, uh, Kelsey was a little quiet. Mm. I mean he he didn't have a touchdown. Um, yeah, he still ended up with. I think uh, 80 something yards. He had three or four receptions, something like that. I'll tell you right now. Let me dig up this. uh, Three for 88. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, not obviously not bad yardage, but only three receptions is a a little surprising to me. But then at the same time, you've got Sammy Watkins that had nine receptions for 198 yards. Yeah. And three touchdowns. So, yeah. It's hard to get yardage totals when you have somebody doing that. Yeah, yeah. If you don't, if you don't need to throw to him, <laughs> you know right? I mean? Exactly. <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah. So. And a classic spread of the ball too. There are nine receivers for uh, 
for Mahomes. That team is just like, wow. I mean, you lose Hill and you're still like, yeah, we're fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Against, yeah, we'll be okay. not, not a pushover defense by any means. No, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were a couple plays. There were a couple blown plays there um, mm-hmm. on Jaguar's side of the ball. Yeah. Or excuse me, on uh, Jaguar's defensive side of the ball anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Only one sack. blown plays. Kind of weird. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, pretty, pretty standard, I think. Yep. I think it, the Jags are going to, I mean, they got to be fucking despondent this morning because Nick's out for at least six to eight weeks. So, yeah, uh, they're going to be real and close. To the I don't even I, I couldn't even tell you the name of their uh, their quarterback now. Oh, wait, I'm going to get it. It's uh, and I already closed the page, but it's a weird name. Minshew or something like that. Yeah. Minshew. Yes. I've Gardner. Never, Minshew. Literally never terribly, actually played pretty well. Yeah. Except I mean, for the he played all right. He had, QB, he had a QBR of about eighty. Yeah, and I so think I think that uh, I mean, two touchdowns, one interception. Mm. We'll we'll see where he goes. That's that's the other thing that I, I kind of want to watch with them, just because I'm I'm curious curious to see uh, <laughs> what their offense looks like with him at the helm now. <laughs> Poor yeah. Jacksonville. Oh. Not uh, <laughs> I'm not super. Uh optimistic <laughs> i'm not either but i don't think anyone in jacksonville is either yeah we'll see well, at least the con family has that hot new aew so they <laughs> can focus on that uh, <laughs> don't don't have to worry about football this season <laughs> they can focus on cody Rhodes' uh new promotion on tnt yeah right <laughs> so, so they, you know they're that's why probably they got other hand other irons in the fire not paying attention so much to the jags they're gonna come back week nine after aew's off the ground like what we're fucking one and seven? Really? Yeah, right. <laughs> Who else make calls? Yeah. <laughs> oh, All right, man. let's keep it moving. Um, <laughs> that still has, has me dying. All right. Uh, next game, call it out. What do you got, bud? Uh, we got the uh, Indianapolis Colts and the San Diego, or excuse me, Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, they no, they moved to to Los Angeles. I didn't even know that. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So I, it, this, how long has it been? Like four years since they moved out of LA. I know. No, it's, they're still San Diego to me, man. Exactly. They'll always yeah. be San Diego. Anyway. So, all right. So here's my beef with this, and like, it's not, it's not beef with this game. All right. But okay. So this game goes to overtime. Great game. I feel bad for Austin Eckler because he's going to be gone when Gordon gets back. Oh, but oh, well. But now they can be like, all right. Well, we've got a we've got a good guy to spell him in case we don't want to get him up, getting him back here till whenever, or if he sits out the whole year. So fine. But then the Chargers will get to the playoffs and do what the Chargers do in the playoffs. Anyways, overtime here ends the way overtime should end with someone scoring and someone winning. All right. And I'm not, I hate to tie this into this other Lions Cardinals game, but I equally don't care about either of these games, so I'm just going to blend them together. Um. Okay. There's a headline this morning on ESPN.com, and it says Kyler Murray like doesn't play well at first, but then rallies his team to a tie. And it makes me fucking furious. It is 2019. We already had a black guy in the White House. Now we've got an orange guy in there. Progress is being made left and right in this country, and professional football still ends in ties. <laughs> what? the fuck go to play the all right so here's how you fix it easy right play the 10 minute period keep the rules 
Okay, you don't even have to get rid of that. Play the 10-minute period. And if it doesn't, if if we wind up 27-27 like we did in this Cardinals game, Lions game, then go to the college system. I don't disagree with that. Well, you have some hesitation, though. I heard that hesitation. What's your hesitation? Uh, my my hesitation is that because these are, I mean, I don't know. It's just it, the I've seen a lot of those college uh, overtime things going on, and it almost takes too long sometimes. Even at that point, like it would be shorter to just play a second overtime period. Do you like? Then, but do you care if it's shorter, or do you care if there's a winner? I mean, so my only problem with with games ending in ties in the regular season is that the I think first of all, I think the the overtime rules are shitty in the first place because whoever gets the ball first, if they score a touchdown, they win. Like, yeah, I don't agree with that. I'm not saying that. As a Patriots fan, we haven't benefited from that, <laughs> but I don't like it. I think that every team should have an opportunity to touch the ball in an overtime yes. period. I agree, yes. And it should not be based on who gets lucky enough to get possession first. I think that's and score a touchdown, right. stupid and shitty. Yeah. However, with with games like this where – you know, one team gets the ball in overtime, they don't get a touchdown, they kick a field goal. Next team gets the ball, they go down, they kick a field goal. Mm. Overtime ends. Um, I just think that there should be another overtime period. Mm. And I know that it can't... You, I understand why they changed the rules that way. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's still only a 10-minute overtime period. They're not even playing a full 15-minute quarter. Mm. So either make it a full 15-minute quarter and have another yeah. five minutes. Five minutes is a long time. Yeah. So either add the five minutes and make it a full overtime quarter if you're going to have ties be an option, or get rid of the ties and just play until there's a fucking winner. Yeah. It goes, it used to go to sudden death after both teams touched the ball anyway. Yeah, that is, I'd be okay with that. So why, I just, why I just don't, I hate seeing these ties every year. Why, yeah. Why did you change it in the first place? <laughs> just to, just to shorten the length of the games. Yeah. And it's not like there's a benefit to ties like there is in hockey. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. You don't get a point. You don't you get anything. Like, I mean, you or, don't get yeah, a loss, like, but you also don't get a win. So yeah, you get it's nothing. It's like it just makes me furious. It's I, literally like, I can't believe one. It. It's literally one slight advantage in the playoffs yeah. against a team that didn't tie and ended up losing yeah. the game by three points or whatever before right. an overtime period or during an overtime period. Doesn't matter. Of all the things that the NCAA does incorrectly, <laughs> like. This, in my opinion, is something they do extremely correctly. And while there's less, like, there's less pressure on the NCAA and their football programs for the miles that we, like, the miles on the bodies that we talk about in pro football, and which is the genesis of shortening the overtime period to begin with, um, it's like you get, it's a series in a series. So, I mean, if you're, if you play a 10-minute 
10 minute uh, overtime period. You play the whole thing. It ends 3 3, you end in a tie. Each team had the ball twice. Is that correct or no? Did each team have the ball uh, once? No, I believe I believe there were multiple possessions. All right, fine. So you're, let's talk about series then, right? So if you a two overtime uh, uh, college game is is two series each team. Yeah. So like, I think it's just I think it seems at least minimally equivalent. You know what I mean? If yes. you you start, I'd say you start it back. You start it at the twenty five, just like college does. Because you want touchdowns. You don't want them to be punting back and forth and punting back. We're well, not punting, but, you know, kicking field goals and shit. Yeah. But, like, I, I just I just think that the college system really works in this particular instance and that they should uh, take a look at it. Just one man's opinion. I'm not against it. I would I would be more for that than the current system that's in place. Agreed. Yes. At least. At the very least, the I think the current overtime system is just the worst that they've ever had. Yeah, agreed. it just it just doesn't it never it never made sense to me why they changed it in the first place. But yeah, agreed. So that's yeah. Chargers do Chargers things. Colts do what you expect the Colts to do. In my opinion, I just you know, without luck. Um, yeah, which we have a chance to talk about because we didn't do a. Uh, was he retired yet when we did the AFC preview? I don't think so. Right? No, so, he wasn't. We, we and actually, I believe you had picked them to win the AFC South. I'm gonna immediately renege on that. <laughs> immediately um, Oops. I, I had picked them yeah I had picked them as a wild card team to yeah. out of the AFC South but um, they, yeah. played, they played well enough that yeah, I, I mean I'm right? not no. I mean you're like not we backing were, off that pick are you backing off the pick that's the question are you going to abandon the pick like I abandoned it <laughs> I I don't think that they're a wild card team without Andrew Luck okay I don't, I don't think that they're a playoff playoff bound without Andrew Luck no in like ten words or less, are you mad at him for retiring? No. Yeah, same. Okay. Um, Lions Cardinals. Uh, we could talk about Murray. Talk about fucking uh, Fitz. I was just gonna say. So Larry Larry Fitzgerald is how old? 39? He is two hundred and forty-seven years old. That is a true story. <laughs> He's thirty-six. Yeah, I thought he was he thirty-nine, looks but still thirty-six at a position. That is hard to play after your mid thirties. Oh, dude! I mean, he is like guys peak when they're in the 29, 30, 31. Like he's five years past done. Well, after his prime. Yeah. And I mean, he's he's Federer. He's Federer, Serena, and Nadal. Yeah. You know, I mean, like it, it's unbelievable that game. And I, like, obviously, you know, you wait to see if he can stretch it out over a season, but. The way he played yesterday, especially in the fourth and overtime. Yeah. Like, wow. Absolutely. Like so, he, and Murray had a great second half, too. So we don't need, we don't need to delve. Yeah. And I think I think that I, I have a feeling that's kind of going to be the story of the Cardinals this year on offense. I think it's going to yeah. be very it's going to be very up and down. You're going to have big shining moments with Kyler Murray because he has that ability to be at that level. Yeah. I think he also is going to have some very hard lessons learned. Yeah, of course. NFL yeah. In his first year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to, it'll ultimately make him a better player for next year and the year after. Yeah. But as of right now, it's just, that's going to be the story of the Arizona Cardinals for what you would think would be Larry Fitzgerald's last year in the NFL. I ain't saying that yet, man. Until, you know what I mean? Until he, like, until he, like, 
breaks his leg like Sid Vicious, like I'm not, not, I'm not calling him it. <laughs> out to pasture yet. He's yeah. classic, like going to tell us when he's done type of guy. You know what I mean? Like he's if he's still able to do what he and like dudes, but people aren't covering him. Like what are you doing? It's still Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like he's a starting wide receiver in this league. Like, like a threat, a Hall of Famer. He's he's. I would say he's definitely lost a bit of his speed, but playing as a primary slot receiver, you don't yeah. need that much speed. You need the agility. Yeah. You need yeah. to be able to create separation in one step, and he can still do it. So. Mm. Yeah. Unreal. So um, let's go to our next game. It is Bengals-Seahawks. Yep. You said that you didn't think the Bengals were as much of a pushover. I mean, probably I'd... gave them, we probably gave them pushover status in our AFC preview. I think we did. We did. Yeah. Um, elaborate, sir. Given where they were playing and against that, that offense at home, I'm not saying that the Seattle Seahawks offense is anything to ride home about, but <sighs> The Bengals, <laughs> Andy Dalton is not a bad quarterback. No, he's not. He's not good, but he's not bad. He's not good, but he's not bad. Right. And he is also one of those quarterbacks, I feel like, that always has these up and down games where he is an elite quarterback in one game, and then he's barely considered good enough to be a starter in the NFL in yeah. other games. Yeah. But because he's on yeah. Cincinnati, they don't have any other options. So mm. I got to stick with him. Um, but going against Seattle's not as great as it used to be defense. Yeah. Still in Seattle, though. That being able to put up as many points as they did is shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, your, I your, your, your mic is your mic is terrible right now. You're terrible, You're terrible right now. I'm leaving this in. I'm not taking it out of the recording because we ain't got, got, got time for that shit. Um, move stuff around. Oh, it's getting hot over here. That's why. Am I still shitty? You're bad. You're bad. You're bad. I can barely understand you. Let's take a break. Let's take a break, and then come back. Come back after this. Okay. made a decision off air to skip this Cowboys Giants game and this Niners Buccaneers game uh, Cowboys look good as we'd imagine they would Giants looked good for what I said was six minutes and then they were immensely terrible for the rest of the way uh, Jameis Winston uh, never mind and then the Niners looked good so <laughs> um, never mind Jameis Winston uh, let's go to 
my boys, the Philadelphia Eagles, with the biggest story in the game. First of all, people will say it's Deshaun Jackson. I'm going to say the biggest story of the game is the fact that they went down 17 early to an inferior Redskins team, and they desperately need to get their shit together on defense because you can't give up 27 points to Washington. I was... (laughs) I was at a loss for words. I'm still at a loss for words. Mm. To, To know as I was, you know, checking out the updates throughout these games that the Washington Redskins of all teams mm. were killing the Eagles. Yes. The yeah. We did not look good. Killing. I, I did not obviously see this game. I was listening to it though. So, but we were not playing well in the first half. No. So when you um, have, when you have case Keenum. Yeah. Throwing 380 yards on you. Yeah. Yeah. Something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Something's very wrong. Yes, yes, full agree. Um, now we can we can get into Deshaun because first of all, on the radio broadcast, the uh, the Phillies guys, uh, Merrill Reese and Mike Quick, they were they were dragging Chip Kelly for trading Deshaun Jackson in the first place, but they were also like obviously being very very prolific in their praise because they're the hometown guys. So oh, yeah. first of all, so. To temper expectations real quick, first of all, don't sit here and act like fucking Deshaun Jackson's been 2010 Deshaun Jackson all the time he was in Tampa. That's not the case. No. Um, sure, he was energized by a return to a place where he probably shouldn't have been traded from anyway, but everyone, everyone calm down. That's number one. Uh, I would imagine there's a lot of miles to feed on this team. This is an offensive heavy weapon team all the way down to Miles Sanders, who didn't like ball out, but he showed a couple flashes. Had a nice long run. Um, so while this may serve notice to your opposing defenses, like we got to put real attention on everybody except for Nelson Aguilar um, in this <laughs> offense. Uh, and maybe maybe we're looking at, you know, keeping an extra eye on Deshaun. That's speed-based. He made a couple good catches, fine. He made eight catches, but for 154 and two touchdowns, fine. But that's... Gonna come back down to earth, and you, I love my Eagles, as everyone knows. And I, but I am also the number one to be like, let's temper expectations. And by the way, if that didn't happen, if Deshaun Jackson played, you know, a game that we would be accustomed to Deshaun Jackson playing at this stage in his career, then we're not talking about this. The Eagles lose this game. Oh yeah, they... and and however, on the opposite side of the token, the Eagles win this game if they just bottle up Vernon Davis on that first or second touchdown, you have yeah. four guys around him and they can't even make a tackle on Vernon Davis is 109 years old. Like <laughs> just push him out of bounds, wrap him up. There's four guys there anyways. So while I'm glad to get the dub, um, that play absolutely infuriated me, but let's not act like Deshaun Jackson is, he was yesterday, but I don't think that going forward in the whole season, he's going to be the savior of this team. It is. It is still week one. <laughs> yes. So I, I think that there are there are a lot of different things that teams obviously still need to work on. I yeah. think the Eagles' biggest – biggest. Uh, I mean, they got their shit together in the second half. They did, yeah. It came back to they, I mean, reality. They, they shut them out in the third quarter. 
yep. and only allowed one touchdown in the fourth quarter. So, yeah. I mean, they they are not bad by any means on defense. It's just that they, I think that they were expecting to do better right oh, off I think, the bat. I think they thought they were going to coast. They were, they were just going to be able to coast through. And then when yeah. they went into the half at 20 to 7. They were like, oh, shit. They were like, oh. Well, we actually we oh, actually the, have to we actually have the to fucking play. Redskins out there. <laughs> we actually have to play today. Yeah. Jesus. Um, as far as Deshaun Jackson goes, listen. Yes, he is Deshaun Jackson, and he's one of the best receivers to play the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's still old. Yeah, he's thirty-two. He's up there. <laughs> he's he's thirty-two years old, and. Yes, he has a much better quarterback throwing to him in Carson Wentz mm. than he does Jamie's Winston. In Jameis, yeah. Uh, it's as you said, this is a very spread the ball offense. Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to be. I don't think anybody is going to be a, a, a consistent, other than maybe Zach Hurts. But mm-hmm. even then, like. He was almost. I mean, I don't. I didn't even didn't even see what he had for stats in uh, in the game yesterday. Five for fifty four. Okay, five for so fifty four. Uh, for so him, it's a pedestrian game. That that's a that's a pretty quiet game. Yeah. Five receptions. Okay, but fifty four yards. Yeah. That's that's a little. Quiet. And one of, one of them was twenty six yards. That's his long. So right, right. You got, so, well, you got half of them on one catch. So it's like right. So it's that's that's a ridiculously pedestrian game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just I I'm not I'm not sold on I'm not sold on the Philadelphia offense clicking as well as they should mm. with these pieces. Really? Um, I I just I don't. Oh. No. I just what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I yes you have Alshon Jeffries yes you have Deshaun Jackson back yes you have Zach Ertz yes you have Darren Sproles and somewhere in there you throw Aguilar yeah. and Dallas Godert but mm. I mean, who's that <laughs> yeah um, solid backup tight end yeah I yeah. I just I I'm not I'm not sold on the Eagles offense. And their defense needs to tighten up. Yes. They agreed. need to tighten up a lot if yeah. they're going to be competitive in the division that they're in. It's not even like that. It's just like learn how to tackle. They're not winning this division. Dallas is running away with this division. Yeah. But like. Just, but to stay competitive with them. Yeah. If they're going to be a wild card team that comes out of the NFC. Yeah. They need to tighten up on defense because they have the capability of being a swarm the ball defense. Yeah. But yesterday yeah. they did not show that. Mm-mm. All right, let's come on home. Let's go to let's go to Foxborough, and let's talk about a, I mean, near perfect performance by the don't yet have Antonio Brown, New England Patriots. Um, I'm gonna let you bloviate on this one because I mean. What can you say? It's just like they're going to win the Super Bowl again this year. Like, there's just 
and as much as much as as much as we were like thinking in preseason, we did our AFC preview. We were like, yeah, it's definitely going to be New England. And now it's like, can I can I somehow double that confidence of <laughs> of my hundred percent surety? Like, I am two hundred percent sure that they're going to win this, unless unless someone hits Tom Brady with their car. The Patriots <laughs> are going to win the Super Bowl. It's just like they uh, the Steelers. Fine. Steelers lose Brown and Bell. They've been without Bell for a year, but they were still, you know, whatever. Everyone still thinks the Steelers are a, f- a pretty good team, right? Juju's a pretty good receiver. Connor's a pretty good running back. They're not Brown. They're not Bell. But still, they should be serviceable. They should certainly score more than three points against this New England defense. But, I mean, the way they yes. They it was, and I know that I know that the Steelers are undefeated against, um, or the Patriots are undefeated against the Steelers at home, but like in the regular season. But like, I mean, it's okay, dismantling. So, it, like I just they they were they couldn't do anything. No, they it was yes, it was a very good showing from the Patriots defense. Aside from, I mean the 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 plays that led up to. The Steelers getting their ultimate uh, three points. That series was the only series that I really saw, A, the Steelers do anything worthwhile, and it was really just one play. It was one really long, completed pass that put them in field goal range. Other than that, and I'm pretty sure it was on a third and ten when that happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other than that, the Steelers' offense never got going. And it was not through lack uh, – or excuse me, it was not through an abundance of pass rush from the New England front line because there almost wasn't any. Yeah. There were a couple times that they got at Roethlisberger, but A, it was only a couple times. Yeah. B, it was never – a like Ben Roethlisberger is not a quarterback that gets sacked very frequently. No, he only sacked him once. Yeah, he's too big. Yeah, and he just for and whatever also reason somehow is, somehow pretty escapable as well. He's somehow evasive. Yeah. <laughs> um. That being said, the Pats linebacker core and secondary yeah was damn near perfect. Yeah, they really were. Now, that being said, the Steelers' offense was just terrible. Mm. I don't think that even even if the Steelers' offense had got going, I think that they still would have only scored maybe like 13, touchdown. Yeah, thir- I mean, 13 points. Yeah. Um, they've got guys over there, man. I, like, they've got but, serviceable dudes. I mean, but maybe that's only good against serviceable defenses. And I think, and I think that's what it was. I think it was a combination of a it being week one and Roethlisberger just he. It was something ridiculous. Like through, I think eleven. He threw eleven targets towards uh, Dante Moncrief. Yeah, ten or eleven, something like that. Yeah, and he dropped dropped three of them, didn't he? Yeah, he dropped a lot of passes. He dropped a lot of passes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was eleven targets, and yeah, it was eleven targets, and and he, only three were completed. Why aren't why is Dante Moncrief getting more fucking targets than Juju? 
because Stefan Gilmore was on Juju. Yeah, good all, point. All that's last good. night. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> they they showed they there were I think there were three targets to uh, to Juju, and he, I mean, he made a few of them while Gilmore was on him. Uh, okay, but, while Gilmore was on him, yeah, he had eight total, but yeah, okay. Yeah, so while Gilmore was on him, he I think he had two completed passes while Gilmore mm. was on him. Um, yeah, and other than other than one, I think there was one holding penalty against Gilmore. That was it. Like he just shut Juju down. He he was all over him all game. They they showed the two completions that were not very. One of them one of them uh, Gilmore got beat. Um, the other one uh, was just a quick slant pass, and it went for like three yards. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So uh, it wasn't for lack of trying to get the ball to him. It was that there was no option to go to him. Yeah. And it's like he wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, the bigger takeaway for me was that when you have as big a tight end and they started to throw the ball his way in the fourth quarter when it was completely meaningless. Right. But You've got a tight end in Vance McDonald that's basically Gronkowski status in yeah. in at least stature and ability to catch and run. Yeah. And he only, I think he was targeted <laughs> I think he was targeted three times and all three targets were in the fourth quarter. I mean Yeah, he's had four targets, he only caught two balls. I like I think that they were trying to feed these guys early. I mean, like, they were like, you know what? We're going to lean on Washington, Juju, and Moncrief. And those dudes just couldn't, you know, Washington, six targets, only two catches. We talked about Moncrief, 10 targets, only three catches. Uh, but again, it's like he wasn't really there because he had Gilmore on him. Most of the, or uh, Juju had Gilmore on him. He caught six balls still, but right. uh, relatively ineffective. So I don't know, man. I, I think that, excuse me, I think that they needed to, uh, I think that they think that Connor is going to be like more than he is. Yeah. Um, and these, and while I, like I said, they're serviceable guys, but if you throw 10 balls at a guy, he only catches three, he drops like four. If he sees action next week, it better be only in this particular instance. Like it's 33 to nothing or whatever. And, and <laughs> you're just trying to right. make sure dudes don't get killed out here. So, Right. I think that I think that the Steelers are kind of what's the word I'm looking for? The Emperor's New Clothes type of thing. It's like, yeah, we're the yeah. Steelers. We have this whole, you know, the steel curtain is a facade. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And like it it's has, all it's all like legacy it now, been. man. I, like I just the, this particular core of dudes is not gonna is uh, it's not gonna get it done. They're a shell of their former selves. Yeah, they and, really are. And. They really, and I think, again, I think it's just a combination of, A, the Steelers' offense was not clicking mm. at all. They could not piece together any sort of run. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it, I mean. But I think it's also in conjunction with the fact that the Pats' defense was really good. It's doing it right, man. They really were. And they they made very few mistakes. and. Mm. Yeah, it's, that's that's how you're going to win games. <laughs> I thought it was funny that Gerard Mayo is the inside linebackers coach. I was like, I oh, thought yeah. he was still playing somewhere. Yeah, and he looks like he could still be playing, and he probably yeah. could. But also, I mean, uh, Steve Belichick, Bill's son, is uh, 
his face the whole time. Just like <laughs> he was so angry. He's like had Bill's anger. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. He, <laughs> I, I just I had to laugh at it. Yeah. Um, I'm looking through this Patriots schedule. Oh, okay. the first the first half of their schedule is a cakewalk. Yeah, they could they could one hundred percent go seven and zero in the first. I think it's seven and zero. Dude, they're they're week ten, man. They're gonna go they're gonna go nine and up. <laughs> and then they're gonna be they're gonna be at the Philadelphia Eagles. All right. Yeah. Well, rematch, and they're gonna go ten and zero, and then. Um, <laughs> Cowboys after that week twelve, Texans week thirteen, Chiefs week fourteen. Bengals week 15, Bills week 16, Dolphins week 17. I mean, I don't want to say it. I don't want to jinx it. But it's there. Yeah, but it's there. It is there. It's there for the taking. This Ravens offense will come back to earth. The Eagles, if a a defense can ruffle Wentz's feathers, they ain't doing shit. You put Gilmore on Deshaun, and then you're just, what, doing kind of short routes over to Aguilar and Jeffrey, and they're done. The only real test on this schedule is the Cowboys. I was I was just going to say I think the the Cowboys game is going to be a test for both teams. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, it's there, man. It's there. Also, also something that we haven't touched on yet. Week two, a guy named Antonio Brown. <laughs> oh please! If I was if I was them, I wouldn't even play him against the Dolphins. I wouldn't either. I would just give. <laughs> I would give him another week to get to know that playbook. Yeah, seriously. And it just, I mean, I, I'm more concerned with Brown's ability to conform be a, to the be a normal work. human being yeah. for longer than two weeks. Yeah, to and, to not to not murder two people over the next and to uh, stay on track with <laughs> the help of. Tom Brady. <laughs> dude, that dude, that contract is more conditions than contract. I'm sure of it. Oh, I'm sure it's you gotta know? be. It's so, a, I mean, any one year contract typically is, but yeah. I think this one even more so than any other one year contract that's right. ever been created. Right. And then Collinsworth, a, a rare good point by him last night, but he mentioned it. And it was, I mean, if you weren't thinking this, then you know, then you're not a Patriots fan. But look at what they did, man. We don't need you. And right. He's got to know that. Yeah, we got and six think, without you, bro. You know what I mean. You don't have. Does I he think, have one? Uh, or is he too new? That's a good question. Actually, I don't think he has one. I'm not sure he does. I think that's a Heinz Ward year, right? So yeah, yeah, 2009. Yep. He's not in the league yet. Nope. So we got six without you, and you need one. You're still probably yeah. going to the Super Bowl or to the Hall of Fame, but you need one. If you want one, you better keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah. Keep your right? mouth shut. Keep your head down. Do as you're yeah. fucking told. Because we're because... like, we are rolling downhill towards Super Bowl fifty three or fifty four and winning it. Yeah. If if and that's that's the thing is like they they did that without Antonio Brown. Mm. Can you imagine having Antonio Brown with Julian Edelman in the slot? <laughs> they do it every and, and Josh every Gordon year. The, and Josh Gordon on the opposite side. They do it every year without a superstar receiver. In the years that they had superstar receivers, they didn't do it. No, but they right like they had they had Randy Moss and they went undefeated up until right, the Super they, Bowl. Right, they went to the Super Bowl, didn't win it. But that's all I'm saying. It's like we did that 
we could do that. We could do this without you. We can win Super Bowls without you. Absolutely. We won two of the last three without you. And pretty and sure we beat I, you on the way. I have I have a very strong feeling that Robert Kraft, in discussing whether he was open to the idea of signing Antonio Brown, went to Belichick, and Belichick was like, "I don't want him," but ultimately, that's not my decision, is it? Yeah. And this this just in, by the way, this is breaking as we're recording. This is good stuff. Patriots add an option year on Antonio Brown's contract for $20 million, all guaranteed in 2020, if they pick it up. Wow. So they're like, they're all, they're all in on him. They're all in. Huh. You got to be. Right? You got to own this. I mean, yes and no, though. Like, the Patriots, the Patriots organization has, has, you know, obviously barring a couple of players – have pretty much been a no-nonsense organization. They don't tolerate this drama bullshit that has been the definition of Antonio Brown since last year before the season ended. Yeah, yes. They they just, Bill Belichick does not have the time or the energy or, or the, the desire yeah, he's just not to his thing. want to deal with a personality like that. Yeah. Now, granted, he's more of the defensive minded coach anyways. So that's more on Josh McDaniels plate, but I feel like he's just as non-tolerant of that bullshit. Right. And I, I just don't, I don't, I was shocked to hear that they had signed him in the first place. Same. But thinking about it, I was like, okay, so if there's any team that's going to be able to, take Antonio's brown ego and chop it off at the legs. You said Antonio's brown ego. That's racist, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's up. You mean Antonio Brown's ego. Antonio Brown's ego. There you go. Jesus if, Christ. I'm making me have to up. edit. I'm not trying to edit today, man. <laughs> We're leaving that in. That's on you. All right, continue anyway. Sorry. All right. That. That's on me. That's on me. My bad. <laughs> if there's anybody that could take Antonio Brown's ego there you go. And chop it off at the legs. Yeah. It's Bill Belichick and the Patriots organization. Chop it off at the frostbitten ankles. Like. Um, <laughs> I uh, I agree. And I'm like, we were in the chat. We were like, you know, th- someone put it up. I think it was Brian Goodwin put it up. It was like, Pats are two to one. And I was like, there's no chance. Because I, I like, we could talk about the examples in the past. Corey Dillon's name is brought up. Moss's name is brought up. Hainsworth's name is brought up. Um, but none of them were at this level, especially as concentrated as we're talking about Antonio Brown's always been a diva, right. And always been able to play to back it up. But we're talking about like his most egregious shit is in the last is since March. Right. Right. So it's all like, or since a little bit before March when he got traded. So we're talking about a year of this guy's career. So this is more of a reclamation project than Dylan, than Moss, than Hainsworth. So and, and I feel like I feel like uh, Dylan and Moss in particular were much more humbled by the fact that the yeah. Patriots were like, we don't fucking need you. Yes. Look at what we've already done. Yeah. If you want to be a part of this winning team, fantastic. Mm. But you're yeah. going to check your ego at the door and nobody, nobody gets special treatment here. Mm-mm. Yeah. Only Ask Tom Brady how special of a treatment he gets. Yeah. Yeah, generally the lowest paid or one of the lower paid payers on the team and all that. So 
Right. So, so yeah, I mean, it's this well, is he's team, never this been the highest sport. Yeah. This is a team sport, and we've been winning as a team basically for the last 20 years. You're going to keep it up. And we're not changing for you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious. I'm absolutely curious to see how Antonio Brown fits in with the offense, A, because the Patriots playbook is not one that you can learn overnight. Nope. And he's got a week. He's yeah, he's I feel like he's he's going to fit in, but it's also going to be I feel like Josh Gordon was also when he like he was he was this, you know, supposed to be superstar player mm. when he was younger. But obviously, you know, off the field had some major issues. He likes the weed. Yeah. Um, and the lean, uh, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just feel like I, I feel like. If anybody can right his put, ship, yeah, yeah, it, it, the Patriots are are going to be the team that breaks Antonio Brown down, yeah, and brings him back down to earth. And I think that if they can bring Antonio Brown down to earth, that is going to be a scary team mm. on offense to go against, an even more scary team. And not for nothing, he's got a he's got. He's got a nice four-week preseason coming up. It's Dolphins, Jets, Bills, Redskins. I mean, <laughs> let's be let's be fully and, honest. And then the Giants after that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got a five Jets again, six weeks Browns, seven-week preseason. You know what I mean? If Bill doesn't come out next next uh, post conference or like game press conference and say, "Yeah, we need to have Antonio ready by Baltimore," well, like, like Bill, that's week nine. He's like, "I know what I said." <laughs> I know what you know I'm what about. Says? I know what I'm about, son. Yeah, I know what I'm about, son. <laughs> um, let's do these two picks and get out of here. Texans Saints tonight. Who do you got? It's pretty obvious. <laughs> I, I I think there's not really a question about it. I right. I think it'll be a competitive game for a little while. Yeah, but I think the Saints ultimately win by probably two or three scores. Yep, in the Superdome too, and then uh. Broncos Raiders is going to be competitive, but like not in a good way. Not in a good bad. way. So like, <laughs> so. I think I think the dumpster fire that is the Oakland Raiders is just even worse than the Denver Broncos. I just I, can't. I can't see. I can't see the Broncos losing that game. I don't really. I really can't. First of all, it's just going to be too late for me to be up to watch it. So like, I'm not going to watch it. But like, I can't. I can't pin down, and this is a this is full, um, hard knocks effect, right? I cannot pin down whether or not these the, the Raiders are going to be a complete and total pushover or like an eight and eight team. They're certainly not going to be above five hundred. But you lose Antonio Brown, you go to if they go five hundred, that's going to be a surprise to a lot of people. So. I think if they go 250, it's going to be a surprise to people. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. So that was my initial train of thought, right? Then I read the report that the Hard Knocks, the kid Keelan Doss, who they were, like, really high on, and then cut, he wound up on a practice squad, I want to say for Miami. Um, and when they cut uh, Antonio, they were like, hey, man, we'd love to have you back. And he was like, no thanks. Wow. Yeah, good for him. Like, wait a minute, man. We we want to add you back to an active roster. And he was like, "No, nah, I'm good." He knows he knows a dumpster fire when he sees one. Yeah, 
Like, um, I would, yeah, uh, I would sorry, he's on um, environment either. He's on uh, practice squad for the Jags. Oh, wait a minute. He went back. Oh, he did? He went back. So he originally said no, and then they probably offered him a little bit more of a contract, and now he's... They offered him a $300,000 signing bonus and a fully guaranteed... 495k base. So the I guess that's the rookie base. I would assume so. That's crazy, man. So so for one million dollars. Yeah. He's going back to. I mean, granted, obviously that's got to be more than what he would be making on the Jags roster. He was only making. On he was making. He was making 295 on the practice squad, and it's, it right. wasn't guaranteed. So right. So. Uh, yeah, well, that completely uh, derails my train of thought. But, but then again, either way, it's not like Keelan Doss is Antonio Brown. So. Um, right. Yeah. So they, the, the team seems to have rallied around being against Antonio Brown. And now that he's gone, uh, I'm really like reforming my thought on this, like as we speak. So like now that he's gone, I guess that they could be, you know, a pretty well gelled team, but well gelled teams go five and 11 all the time. So I was going to say, well gelled or not, there's not yeah. a whole lot of talent on that. Yeah, roster. there's there's really not, you know. And like Carr is so hit or miss, especially since his injury. Um, they have no, if he goes down, they got nothing behind him. Not only that, but they don't have an offensive line. Yeah, no, we they saw really that. We saw that last year when they had Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, who's yeah. a pretty big, burly running back, but still, mm-hmm. you, you 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 had no running game. You couldn't yeah. establish a running game, which doesn't open up the passing game. Right. So there's not, and not only that, but now you don't have any fucking receivers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got nobody to pass to. So, I mean, does Derek Carr pass to himself? Just throw it as high as he can up in the air and hope he ends up hope he catches. coming down with it. The thing is, if he catches it, if he, if he throws to himself and catches it, and Vontez Perfect's going to come out of nowhere and give him a fucking concussion anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, moron. My least favorite NFL player. Oh, Vontae's perfect is such a. I bet Antonio Brown showed up there and was like, "Oh, this nigga's here." Sorry to drop the end bomb, but like, <laughs> I mean, but that, you know that's what he said. Yeah. And he was like, "Let me uh, throw some shit up on Instagram so I don't have to be next to Vontae's perfect before I absolutely murder him." <laughs> oh boy. Before, anyway, so yeah, now, I'll take the Broncos. Go, it's, it's a it's a division battle, or a you know, so they'll probably split. But I'll take. Uh, I'll take the Broncos to start. I don't think the Raiders got over yet all that, no. you know, Michigas, if you will, from no. him finally being gone. So, and, or and I, the Broncos. it was awesome, all him the whole time. So, like, they're finally probably just now getting back to focus on, all right, these are the 53 guys. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, right. I think it's going to take a couple weeks. And I'm not even going to look at their schedule because I don't really care, number one. We, no, number we, already, we already did that. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. So. Yeah, so oh we did. All right, so they have they have the most difficult during that and they have the most difficult schedule in the NFL this year. Yeah. Uh, dude, they're yeah, okay. So I'll take the Broncos here. Um Saints obviously still in the first game. Yeah. Uh I have a question before we go. Yes, sir. What do you think uh, uh, let me start over. Yeah. Do you think mm-hmm. that and I asked this question through the text, uh, the, the, the chat earlier. Yeah. Do you think that Antonio Brown making as big of a scene as he did in Oakland, do you think that was intentional to get them to drop him so he could sign with New England? 
because before before all of this happened last yeah. you know last year or in the offseason anyway mm-hmm. the patriots were a team that didn't pay the price they didn't want to pay pittsburgh they didn't pittsburgh. well pittsburgh pittsburgh was completely against dealing him to the patriots right because, but they were willing to cripple them picks wise they were willing right. to deal them right if, uh, but patriots weren't giving up the pick exactly so do you think that Antonio Brown did this intentionally just so he could get onto a winning team? Like a guaranteed winning team? Or do you think that he's literally that crazy, like that insane sort of in that in that mindset of of uh I'm the greatest player ever right now in the past, in the future? I am it superstar status. Like, do you think he's really like that into himself to, to go through all the crazy shit that happened? Or well, two, three, it two was, things can think, be true, right? Do you think like, that it was structured in a way that he knew what was going to happen. I think he's crazy. Like a Fox, you know what I mean? Like, I, like I think that here's when you're going to know, Is, did he file a helmet grievance today? Uh, no, no, no. See on Instagram today yet. I don't no. think so. Probably not, right? Is he talking shit about Tom Brady? No. Nope. No. I think that... <sighs> you ever seen Minority Report? Yes. You know the orgy of evidence? Yeah. Right? But it's a subterfuge. Right. Right. That's what I think this is. Huh. I think that he came in, probably took a look around, probably doesn't gel well with uh, Gruden's gruff style, and I think that he was like, you know what, 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 what can I do, right? The the frozen feet thing, legit. We saw his feet. I'll give oh, you. Oh yeah, that. yeah. But it caused such a kerfuffle, which is a word that I hate to use, but it caused such. It did, right? <laughs> caused yeah. all this shit, and he was like, wow. This this is again. I'm completely theorizing here, but he's like, wow. If that causes this much, you know whatever nonsense then what else can i get away with right how yeah. else can i get in on a camp and then to get to to get to mike mayock call him a cracker right <laughs> like acting like you didn't know you're gonna be fined like dude if you if they don't find you they're no they're, they're just, obligated they're obligated they by the league yeah. to find the players yes yes they are so and he knows that. He yes, and th- yes, he does. So that's why he's like, yes, find me. Go ahead, find me. He's probably not not publicly. He's like, find me because he knows that fine. Uh, unguarantees his money, and makes him look like the victim again. So he can be like, you know what, guys? It made it. It made it look like it was their idea to cut him. Yeah. When he was like, just release me. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, thank you. And then the the reaction video means like yes i'm free like like running around celebrating like he didn't want to go there in the first place that's what i think i think he got there he shows up in the balloon no one gives a shit and then and then he shows up in a balloon to not practice yeah and then and then like the only like no one's talking about how great it is that he's there and again i'm not there so i don't know if that was the case there but once he's out of practice they don't care they're just, they don't care about him being a player on the team, they care about 
why he's not with the team at the time. That's it, right? So, like, I think it was not on purpose at first, and then I think he spent some time in Raiders camp, which you would think would be his jam because Hard Knocks was there. Yeah. He, he spent some time there and saw into, like, the soul of that organization. It was like, you know what? This ain't it for me. Because as much of a disciplinarian as Tomlin probably is, like, Gruden's probably more so. And Mayock is a no-nonsense guy, too. So I, I just think that he looked at those guys and was like, yeah, they're probably they're probably they're not going to be able to be pushed over, even though they proved otherwise. But he probably theorized that they wouldn't be. And then on top of all that, he was like, we don't have the talent in camp for me to, you know, shut my mouth and this to be worth it in the long run. Right. So then he's like, let me get somewhere where it, where it can be on a one. And now what may potentially be a two year deal and maybe get at least a ring out of it. I'll keep my mouth shut for a ring. Yeah, I, I was just curious of what your thoughts were because I, as soon as I saw that the Patriots picked him up, I went, huh. Yes. <laughs> so he wasn't going to be dealt to the Patriots from the Steelers, mm. even though that was a destination he would have preferred. Preferred, oh, absolutely. But they weren't going to do it, so then he goes the long way around, goes mm. to the fucking Raiders. Yeah causes so much of a drama scene mm. that it just it's been a while it's been a long while since something i don't think anything like this has actually really ever happened, happened. ever yeah like beyond beyond just contract talks and like you know players being big into themselves it's just never happened before and now you know all this stuff happens and then oh huh yeah and so and so quickly deal, too. And now breaking news: there's a there's a two year option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm just. I, I, it, it seems a little bit more of a. It's it, it's no longer coincidence. Like yeah. It, it, it never really was yeah. coincidence. As yeah, soon as right. I not saw that the Patriots picked him up, I went, "That's not by accident." Like you remember when like. <laughs> When Trump got elected, and this is not meant to be political, but when Trump got, I'm not going to say one way or the other whether I like or dislike Trump. I think it's pretty obvious. But anyways, when when something would come out about him, whether it was good, bad, or indifferent, right? And people would be in whatever disbelief about it, right? Whether it was yeah. good or bad. Yeah. And then before you're even done speaking your first reaction to it, something else happens. And you're like, what? Like, already? We're not even done with the first thing yet. And before you can say yet, something else happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was, man. It was like this hurricane, and it was only really like 13 days. But it was right. like, at first it was like, all right, we got this helmet thing. That took us through like two days. And then the next helmet thing was like another two days. But the whole time we have the feet thing overarching in that. We're done with the feet thing. We're done with the helmet thing. And then boom, boom, boom. Monday, he's pissed off. Tuesday, uh, they find him. Wednesday, he comes in, puts the fine thing up on Instagram, calls Mike Mayock a cracker. Thursday... That shit blows over. Friday, he apologizes. Friday night, they find him again. Saturday morning, he gets released. Saturday afternoon, he's with the Patriots. Right. That's insane. <laughs> and and very, very obviously on purpose. Right. Like it I I I think that if if you if you read all of what happened in that timeline, the way you just sort of if you were to read into detail all of these things that happened in the last week. Yeah. Then if you think that Antonio Brown did not intend to get released by the Raiders, <laughs> you are 
Get out of your mind. You are crazier than Antonio Brown. Is. Yes, dude. But I think it was. But I also think it was like a happy accident that, like, you know, I think that he like walked up on a fire, probably tried a little bit to put it out, but then just like started squirting lighter fluid on it. He's <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, this place isn't great. You know, I got my feet, so I won't be here for a little while. So I'll just let this simmer for a little bit, and then. He came back and he was like, this place sucks. I want to get the fuck out of here as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? At least, dude. Absolutely. It, but, like, you got to think, too. You got to feel bad for, and feel bad is a strong term, but, like, Gruden's there for 10 fucking years, man. Like, eight more years. Like, if, I don't, and I don't want to, I don't want to say it's him, and I don't want to say that it's Mayock, who, in theory, is a decent judge of NFL skill and character. Um. But, I mean, mostly from his time at the NFL Network as an analyst. But, like, there's something there, man, that's just, like, it, if they weren't paying Derek Carr, you think he'd be there? Probably not. And there's just, like, they don't get they don't get guys, man. They don't get, like, really good top-line uh, uh, talent in free agency. And when, they, and when they obtain it, they try to burn the house down so they can leave. I mean, so here's here's my whole thing on the Raiders as an organization. You have Khalil Mack, who is the greatest defensive lineman we've seen since J.J. Watt in his prime when he came in mm. and just started wrecking quarterbacks. Uh, the <laughs> you put yourself you put yourself in in rebuild status. After you trade him, yeah. like that, I mean, yeah, not for nothing. You had you had Amari Cooper as well. You kept him for that year, but then you trade him away as well. Yeah, literally. Now you just have Derek Carr. Yeah, what's wrong with those two guys? So you get like, rid of those. You get rid of those two guys so that you can get more in return for the future. Yeah. Well but then. But, but then, but then you give so many half problems, of it away. Yeah. You give half of it away to fucking Pittsburgh to get Antonio Brown in there. And now he's gone. And now he's gone. And you got right. nothing for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, but that, here's the thing, man. It's cla- that's like that's like classic recent Raiders too, isn't it? Like. Yeah, I mean, for for at least like the last uh, eighteen years. Yeah. Seventeen years since they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but they uh didn't it was two thousand that? that they went to the Super Bowl and didn't they lose that Super they lost, Bowl they lost to John Gruden? Yeah. <laughs> I have to make sure I'm right about that. It's Buccaneers Raiders, right? Yeah. Yeah. We so, double check on that. Here's the last so, thing I'll say about it. Um it's just that's that's the, I mean, as an organization, they just don't know what direction they keep flipping the direction that they want to go in. You're either yeah. in rebuild status. Or you're not. Yeah. Pick yeah. one. You can't yes. keep flip-flopping because then you're just going to stay in a stalemated state where mm-hmm. you don't go anywhere. Yeah. And you're stuck in obscurity for the rest of eternity. Yes. <laughs> uh, 2002. Is it two? So it's 2002-03 season, the one the Patriots did not win, right? Yes. Uh, Buccaneers beat the Raiders 48-21. Gruden is the winner of that game. So anyways, I... Here's the last thing I'll say about it. So, to first of all, Amari Cooper may not be a generational wide receiver, but 
if you look at who they have at wideout now, why'd you trade him? Right? That's number one. Right. Number two, you do not trade a generational defender and then come out a week, two, or three weeks later and say, when asked why you lost a game, yeah, we need help at linebacker. <laughs> you fucking serious? And you also, you don't do a rebuild. And, uh, like, a rebuild is, let me, first of all, let me look this up before I make this point. But a rebuild is like, you know what? Everything we've had here for however long hasn't been working. Okay? We, so we need, need to, to wipe, get, we need to get, wipe the slate clean. Yeah, we need to wipe the slate clean. But, the, but the, one of the main things about that, too, is, like, you need to get younger, right? That's what people say a lot. We need to get younger, start over, blah, 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 blah. Okay? Amari Cooper is 25 years old. Yeah. Khalil Mack is 28 years old. These aren't old guys. These aren't how old uh, is Derek at least, Carr? At least anecdotally, they're not locker room cancers. They're not uh, bad actors socially or you know in their community or anything like that. These guys, by all accounts, as far as I know, are upstanding model NFL players that also, by the way, happen to be really fucking good. Mm-hmm. So if imagine you're first of all, imagine if you're Antonio Brown. You show up to the Raiders and Khalil Mack is there and Amari Cooper's opposite you. And you're like, dude, like if one of us isn't getting doubled, we're going to be all doing touchdowns. And yeah. Khalil Mack is going to anchor this defense. You got something there. That's how yeah. you build. You act, you why, have, would you, you, why would you, you get rid of base. two? What's that? You have a base that you yeah. can build off of. Yes. And now you traded them away. And now you cut Antonio. You take a, You don't take a cap hit, which is fine, but you got nothing, man. So you basically did – so John Gruden did two years of work to be right where he started. They wasted two seasons. They wasted two seasons on literally nothing. Nothing. They have nothing, and they started with nothing. Yeah. And, and in, you worked, in between, did all this work you, dumped, you dumped any piece that you had that could have been built upon. Yeah. And – Got, you know, got what you thought you deserved in those players back, which is fine. Yeah. But if you do that, you need to accept the fact that you are going to lose for at least the next two to three seasons. Yeah. And he better, I mean, he better hope that little Davis doesn't have a, you know, quick change of heart and mind. because. right. Because he's partially an owner of the team, too. But, you know, anyone who cuts their own hair is obviously a sound mind and judgment. But, like, <laughs> if 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 they decide that this, like, you know, the what's the what are the two words that supposedly fucking embody the Raiders? Just win. Just win, baby. Yeah. And if, they, and if you don't, we don't care who you are. We don't care if you are John Gruden and we've signed you a 10-year deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. The wins that we got with Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper were not good enough for them to stay on this team. Right. And we didn't think that they were good enough to stay here to build into the future, even though we were going out to add an Antonio Brown, even though we now have on the on the roster for some time a quarterback who, when he's able to stay on the field, is fairly serviceable. But not if you don't have pieces around him. And now, right. and now you're paying him for nothing. Yeah. Now now you're you're literally paying him to lose games. Yeah. Keelan Doss better be fucking amazing, man. You're paying him. Not only are you paying him to lose, Derek Carr should be getting extra hazard pay. Yeah. <laughs> because he is in a very 
destructive environment. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say this, that the environment is destructive. I, like, I, I think that the biggest On destructive the part of it is. Well, the biggest destructive, yes, yeah, true. Okay, so physically destructive. The biggest destructive part of it, as far as mentally and socially on the Raiders, is gone, right? So, yeah. but I think that's probably going to rear its head again when these guys get to week six, seven, eight, and they're you know two and six or something like that, and we're Dude, and they're, they're like, Holy they're shit, not going to win a game. Do I need to post something on Instagram so I can get the fuck out of here? Like, yeah, right. So you know the, what I mean. And not only that, but two and six is generous. Yeah. Given the teams that they are going to have to play. Yeah. If they now don't, without if they don't win against if they don't win against Denver tonight, they yeah, might not yeah. win a game for the first half of the season. Yeah, you're right. You're like right. going against the teams that they have to play. Yeah. They're yeah. they're just not going to win. Yeah. I don't see any chance that they have to win against yeah. any of those teams. They're going to be in Denver now. They're going to be in that Dolphins uh group. Yeah, I think, like, and that's too bad. And here's the thing, too, man. It's like, as good as Antonio Brown is, you got to shine around him too, right? So like, he wasn't, he wasn't like dragging, you know, a shitty team out of, out of obscurity. Like he was surrounded by Roethlisberger, Bell, Schuster, Connor. You know what I mean? Like surrounded by good players, and now he's going to be again. But if if you're on the if you're facing the Raiders and Antonio Brown is still on the, on the Raiders. You just double him, and then you're not worried about anybody else on that team offensively. Exactly. In my opinion. The only other person you would worry about is Carr, but Carr is useless without Brown. So Right. So <laughs> so that was that was the whole that was my whole point, I think, when we went through the AFC yeah. preview and we went through their schedule. It was just like all you yeah. have to do is double him. Yeah. Now it's it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know right? what I mean? It's like so, whether you have him or not. And now this was, now you this don't wasn't gonna be all, the year. So now you're just not gonna win any games. Yeah. So, so I mean I I would not I would not be surprised mm. if Oakland does not win a game this year. Wow. I would not be surprised at all. I now, think that they are I think they are the the new Cleveland Browns for the oof. early to late two thousands. All right. So now two minutes left here, okay? Because we're we're almost at two hours, which is incredible. It's probably the longest episode we've ever done. Um do you do you fire Gruden if they go 0 and sixteen? Um, because <laughs> you get the first pick in the draft, right? Right, and then um, you get Etienne or Lawrence. So I think I think that I think that uh, <laughs> even if even if they do have the first pick in the draft, if, if they go zero and sixteen, they get the first pick in the draft. They should fucking trade that shit, mm. trade that first pick away to somebody that can use it better than they can. Yeah, and they they need or, to get values it. They need to get way more picks over the yeah. next five years if they want to get back to being good at all. But my only thing about that is, like, I agree with that strategy, but then it 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 destroys the main question, and I don't, which is is Gruden sticking around? And I don't think that while he's you know historically great, apparently with younger players, I don't think he wants to coach a team full of them, even though he's doing that right now. Right. Right. So like, I think but, that after some time, if you got this, you know. This guy's here for 10 years, five years of its rebuilding. And if it doesn't, if you're taking swings and misses all the time and it doesn't work, now you're in year eight, year nine, if we're being generous, right? Right. And so he's still there like, oh, what's, I just spent nine years here. And like, for what? Exactly. You so know, I, I've I been mean, towards young players, but I didn't, I didn't get anyone to gel into anything that was, you know, worth my time here. And then 
On top of that, because of that, we weren't attracting the veteran presences that are more skilled and more established players that you need even if you're rebuilding. You know what I mean? The Cardinals yeah. need Larry Fitzgerald. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even though they're pretty young, but Christian Kirk and Kyler Murray need Larry Fitzgerald. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Derek Carr is not that guy for the Raiders. No. So How can he be? Yeah. So, I mean, at least, you know, Fitzgerald knows success. You know, Carr doesn't. So, like, yeah. if we're going to – if he's going to be there, you know, and I really don't think it's going to happen, but if he's going to be there the whole 10 years, they're going to have to win one or two, you know, and he's, it's going to have to be progressively getting better at least for him to be like, you know what, still worth my time here. Right. So, so it, it would have to go – if they – so this season, it just in my opinion, this season's a complete wash. They're not oh, going to do anything. I agree. Uh, so if they do go on 16 then – if they go you, on, I mean, to answer to answer your original question, no, I don't think yeah. John Gruden gets fired. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say that too because I think we're gonna they're gonna know it's a wash as well. I I think that I think that it's an understanding, a general understanding anyway, between mm. Gruden and um, Davis. Davis that yeah. it's just this. Okay, we fucked up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we fucked up big, but now let's start over again. Yeah. Well, there's also a the theory that you know they're kind of red shirting a little bit before Vegas. Oh yeah. And that's, right? that's, the, so, that's the other thing too, is that they're, they're completely uprooting that franchise. Yeah. Controversially. And, yeah. Oh, and, please. If, dude, if you're in Oakland, you really want the Raiders to stick around as they are constituted right now. Oh no, no. If like, you're an Oakland Raiders fan, you're like, good, get the fuck out. Dude, yeah, get out of here and I'll come to Vegas to see you if I want to. Also, I'm in Vegas. Right. When you lose. Right. <laughs> But it, I mean, changing changing the location is not going to change the quality of the team. Yeah, I agree. It, it yes, it gives it a nice little not in the short run shine. Yeah. You're literally polishing a turd. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, polishing a turd. <laughs> polish a turd, still a turd. Still a turd. Still, still gonna smell bad every time that they lose. Yep. Um, no, I don't think John Gruden gets fired. I think that he. He probably goes through, I mean, he'll probably end up going through six, at least six of the 10 years of his contract. I also wouldn't be surprised if things don't improve. Yeah. I just don't think John Gruden is that great of a coach anyway. I don't so, either. Yeah. So I think that he is just, when he came in thinking he had the control that he was going to have and making the decisions that he made. Yeah. I think that this this whole situation, everything that's transpired over the last couple years, like I wasn't, I wasn't completely against trading away Khalil Mack. I wasn't completely against, I wasn't, I wasn't completely against it based on what they got for him. Yeah. But then also not thinking that they would completely waste it. Exactly. And now they have. So now it's like, okay, so we're starting from nothing. We literally have, they don't have any bargaining chips anymore. What they what they used to have a couple years ago was chips to deal in Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack. Like, cool. Dealt dealt the two shining stars, so to speak, on yeah, our, best on, our on our franchise. Yeah. The offensive the offensive leader and the defensive leader. Right. <laughs> you you dealt you dealt those away. Cool. Mm. 
now we get those those picks in return. Their biggest fuck up was signing Antonio Brown. Yeah. In the first place. Yeah. Because then you just traded all that stuff away. You just got not all of it, but you traded yeah. a lot of what you got to Pittsburgh, who doesn't need that. <laughs> yeah. And now, not for nothing, they still have one pick from the Mac trade. So first round in this year. So they better hope the Bears are bad. But they're, I mean, they're, they're going to have they're, their own and the Bears one. So yeah, they better hope the Bears are bad or they, or they need to be really bad. Right. But then it's like decision time and meh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I don't know. I, I just like they're they're just really bad. <laughs> and, I, they're, and in my opinion, they're going to be they're, they're going to be bad for a while. Yeah, and I think it's so. it's because I think John Gruden makes really poor decisions as a coach anyways. Yeah. It, barring anything he's done, I just think I don't think he's that great of a coach. So yeah. I think he'll he'll go through, you know, five, six, maybe seven, eight years of his contract. But I don't think he I don't think he coaches on that team for his full contract. There's yeah, just no fucking way. So all right, bud. Dude, an hour fifty five. People are gonna be pissed. Yeah, we have we also have there's there's a lot to cut too. There is, man. Always is every week. We're gonna get, we're gonna do these once a week, hopefully. Two hours. Yeah, right. That's not happening. Not not two hours. No, no, no. Logan Eater, thanks, brother. Especially yeah, especially once we get to the bye weeks. Oh fuck, yeah. Oof. Yeah, we're gonna cut it down a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Logan, I'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks. Talk to you. Alright, brother.